When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Welcome to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, along with my friend, the movie geek himself, Mr. Rob. Hello, everyone. Welcome to February and welcome to Catwoman 2004. (laughs) We did it. Series finale. This is the last movie. Honestly, I'm kind of terrified of my opinion of this movie is not going to be the grain of what people probably expect. But a great podcaster once said, There are no such thing as guilty pleasures. Be proud of your taste in movies. And so that is what this will be today. But Rob, before we get into Catwoman, you sent me a clip of the new Save by the Bell the other day. <laughs> okay, yes, we're talking about this. Okay. I couldn't believe what I saw, and it was an amazing way. Can you please describe the scene that you sent me from season two of the rebooted Saved by the Bell? So it was it was the one focusing on Jesse, right? Yes. Okay. So I can't remember the exact event. They were at some fundraiser or fair or something like that, and everybody had like these booths set up. Oh, it was career. It was career day. That's what it was. And there was um, Jesse who had recently announced that she is officially divorced from her husband from season one and that she's single and she hasn't been dating, yada, yada. There was a booth by her um, hosted by a fireman and the fireman was checking her out throughout the whole episode. And so the girls encourage her to go over there and say hi, but she's so out of practice from dating, she doesn't know what to do. And so Kelly 
tries to get her to channel a time where she was like ambitious and and taking risk and you know doing a lot of like badass things and so she says oh well there is this one time that i was in vegas and already i was like oh lord here we go <laughs> i and so with that, they were like, okay, channel that. And Lisa's going to hook you up with some new clothes. And so by the time we get back to her scene, she's all dressed up in this cowboy motif. And then she is standing there ready to approach the fireman. And she does this signature move from Showgirls. And she looks exactly like her character. And she goes over there. And because it's a fireman booth, there is a pole. And what does she do? She does pole dancing. And it's just reminiscent of Showgirls. It was the best thing ever. Long story short, she messes the whole thing up. She ends up like accidentally kicking the guy or something. I can't remember. But yeah, she... the kick at the end Yeah, me over the edge. It was yeah. She didn't mean to, but she was really into her character. And so Kelly and Lisa are going great her and they were like girl what is your problem why are you so rough and she goes you told me to channel vegas what did you do in vegas <laughs> i was if but you I, only knew <laughs> yeah but she then like mentions while she was talking to the fireman she was like yeah i don't really show that side of myself hardly ever i mean i got really into it i almost pushed this girl down the steps and almost killed her <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing. I just love that she is so cool with like, you know, reminding us of this character that is such over the top. And it was just such a funny scene and good sport on her to great still cater to that type of like feedback from a movie like that because it is off the walls bonkers. So if any of you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Elizabeth Berkeley after Saved by the Bell did a film called Showgirls, which is a huge cult classic. And because it's done by a woman who is just so PC and PG from TV to go from there to showgirls is insane. And it's another movie that was critically panned at the time. But when Rob sent this to me, and by the way, I got to see lovely Lisa Turtle. I'm so glad that they have her back for more episodes this season, it seems, right? Yeah, I believe they showed up twice this time, but the gang actually is a part of the storyline. So you actually see Zach, Kelly, and Lisa a little bit more than we did in season one especially zach zach is actually a part of the storyline this season so we see him a lot yeah yeah it's it's funny i i like season two and it got picked up for season three already I know, so good job. i mean i remember when we did the review of the pilot so my god the fact that it's going on its third season congratulations to that yeah i agree so before we get into the movie i have a little game that i got to debut on our comeback episode with david and it would not be right to start this new year off without asking you, Rob, to play Radical This or Retro That. Radical This. Retro That. <laughs> okay. The first game that we have, which is basically this or that. Okay, Rob, right off the bat. Elf or Harry and the Hendersons? Do you have a favorite out of the two? It's Harry and the Hendersons. Golden Girls or Designing Women, which Rob recently rewatched. All yeah, the way I watch. I watch both of them, and clearly, anybody who chooses Designing Women should. Yeah, no, it's the Golden Girls, and it's not due to recent news, unfortunately. You know, yes, yes, it has nothing to do with that. Designing Women was not a progressive show at all. It was very bad 
bad. And I, I watched it all the way through. It had moments, but no, there's no way anybody's going to choose Designing Women over anything. Pee Wee Herman or Ernest, which we might yeah. have discussed already, but... Yeah, I gave you this one. Honestly am more loyal to peewee herman but that's just due to exposure this one is very half and half for me because they are both so funny in their own way but if i did have to choose it would most likely be peewee herman random i'm throwing it out there <laughs> ricky lake or sally jesse Raphael? is that really compared you know you should have <laughs> I said <laughs> i couldn't think of like a on that no you should have said ricky lake or jenny jones Jenny Jones because they came on I think they came on right after one another and Jenny Jones was my jam but I mean Ricky Lake as an actress as well I've seen her in so many projects especially in one of my favorite movies that we will be doing this year Serial Mom uh, on my (laughs) podcast so yeah I it's Ricky Lake Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Clarissa explains it all. Clarissa. Like, I don't even have to think about it. I agree. I like Sabrina, but no, Clarissa was everything. Martin or Living Single? Use a bitch for this, and I'm not answering it. And how dare you make me pick my own people? So this is what you do. You like to divide us, and I will not stand for it. Originally, I had had Living Single with... Friends, um, friends. It should be living single. There is a huge theory out there that living single, not necessarily inspired friends, but was definitely a we need to get our own version type deal because living single was pretty much the same thing and better. I look. I watch Friends. I was loyal to it when it came on. I was there every week. You know, I, I, you know, I had my favorite characters. I still love some of those actors to today. I'm not gonna knock it. It was good, and I got. What I needed when it was out. But if you ever asked me to rewatch that show, probably not going to happen. In fact, I am on my third rotation of Living Single today. Like, I'm still oh, watching is, that show. Oh, this is on point. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. I'm still watching Living Single. But here's the thing Martin was just dropped on Paramount, I think, or Peacock. Crap, I can't remember, but they finally dropped the series to be streamed and i am so excited i own the whole series but for some reason dvds DVDs, yeah they're not working in my player right now rob has this series and the dvds won't work i remember this it's terrible so i'm glad it should be streaming though but yeah i yeah i i haven't i haven't watched it yet but living singles on hulu and i've not been watching that forever I'm actually gonna go with Martin though. I think wow. Martin is funnier and but see, you know it's mm, funny because Martin both series Martin, yeah. both series really went downhill towards their last seasons and then there was the controversy with Martin and Gina and mm. or, Tisha, or Tisha Campbell. But Martin, I will laugh to crying on but Living Single is so so good. But yeah, Martin has always been sort of my number one. Okay. What about the Bradys or the Tanners? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the Tanners are more my generation. So, I mean, if you're asking me about show... What about really... movie? What about movie Brady versus? <laughs> yeah, I can't really compare the two families, but I would say that I would probably like the Bradys more than the Tanners, to be honest. I, I haven't Shock. seen... 
I haven't seen all of the Brady Bunch, so it, it would mean that I would have to watch them. Ooh, Sister Sister or 227. Both How Jack is this A. A. Harry, okay. you're starring vehicles. You can't, oh my god, these two, you can't put those two together. Again, generational differences, but I mean, Sister Sister. I haven't seen 227 all the way to pick, you know. Some of these uh, shows are hard. Some of these shows are hard to pick. I'm like, Sisters, at the time, what would you equate Sister Sister to? Probably. Boy oh Meets World is what I had originally, and I was like, no, not really. You can do Sister Sister with like... No, I I'm sure there were like I think any any family sitcom like like maybe even Family Matters I think that would be a nice equal oh, thing. Oh, oh, I think that would be a nice equal thing. Or you can just choose any of the Olsen twins like series that they had. But again, <laughs> I know my jam was Two of a Kind. That's that's the show I watched. Two of a kind. Oh my god, that is actually probably the perfect equation to this answer. <laughs> Ooh, that might have to be the new one, actually. I like two of a kind. Two of a kind was funny. Okay, Brittany or Christina? Brit, Pepsi. Next. Like, I mean, I- there's no question. There are Christina fans, but no. Batman or Superman? Batman. Scooby-Doo or Garfield? Talking animals. <laughs> Okay, um, Scooby. I mean, some of I mean, these. It's a, I feel it's a like horror I... show. Garfield is not necessarily like <laughs> in comparison. Can eat, can't stop yeah. eating. Care Bears or Gummy Bears? Good one, good one. And I'm going for Gummy Bears because of that awesome theme song. Oh, yeah, I gotta say for the theme. Although Care Bears is, I mean, Care Bears was a thing. But yeah. I wish that Care Bears made, um, not Care Bears, I'm sorry. I wish that Gummy Bears made a movie because Care Bears got their they whole franchise, should. but Gummy Bears never made their thing. Now, what you could have said was Gummy Bears or Chippendale. Well, what about the Smurfs or the Snorks? <laughs> do, you ah. pre- do you have a preference with that? <laughs> um, I think Smurfs I will give more respect to than the Snorks, but again, Snorks had the theme song. I love you their love theme the song. Snorks. <laughs> Love their theme song. No, I I would pick Smurfs. That that show was deep, and people just yeah. still don't understand. The the Muppets or Fraggle Rock? Ooh, well the Muppets. Tiny Tunes or Looney Tunes? I didn't do Animaniacs. Looney Tunes. Okay, what about I have Roseanne or Married with Children? Married with Children. Do you have any preference between the Kool Aid Man or the California Raisin Men? You're funny. Um, California Raisins. I did love that they sang. The Kool-Aid man just broke through the wall and destroyed things? Well, he's hilarious on Family Guy, so he's still working. Roundhouse, or you can't do that on TV? Roundhouse. Boy Meets World, or Home Improvement? I guess they kind of go together. I would say Boy Meets World. I agree. And then a few more just to wrap up. I have Mad TV or In Living Color, which David couldn't answer. But really, oh, I think um, he, I think he ended up saying In Living Color after, but he did love Mad TV. Gotcha. No, In Living Color. I think there is a heavy loyalty to Mad TV, though. I see a lot of people always reference Mad TV over. Um, it was more mainstream, I think, Mad TV than In Living Color. Maybe that's why people quote it more, but yeah. one without the other would not be. Like, I can't see Mad TV being without In Living Color. No, In Living Color was 
was a lot of things for me. So yeah. Buffy the movie or Buffy the TV show? The TV show. And finally, Prue or Paige from Charmed? (laughs) Uh, I'm going with Prue. (laughs) Out of all the shows that she has removed herself from, given her (laughs) particular (laughs) behavior, I honestly have never looked at her bad or strange or, or, you know, negatively over Charmed. It's just never, you know, I can hate on her for being evil and just a downer on 90210 and whatever. But like charmed, it's never been that way. I have the utmost respect for her and what she did and what she could do as far as she could. So the role of a century for her, I think that was her role. Yeah. Well, Rob, that was <laughs> that first game. We're in the kinks. Will be worked out, possibly tweaked. But I wanted to give both of my beautiful co-hosts the game first. <laughs> It all started on the day that I died. If there had been an obituary, it would have described the unremarkable life of an unremarkable woman, survived by no one. But there was no obituary, because the day that I died was also the day I started to live. But that comes later. Radical Ones. When this movie came out in 2004, it was the year I graduated. I saw this movie three times. Wow. Wow. Okay. I saw it once with another Ryan, Ryan Moore. If you're out there, I went to see this with you. I liked it so much, Rob, that I told my mother, who was a Halle Berry fan, she would love this movie. So we went to see it, and she really did like it. Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> and then I ended up seeing it a third time, and I don't remember with who. I might but you have went even with gone someone. myself. I might have even gone myself. This was like we had a movie theater right up the block. Let me just ask you: Did you go to the movies to see? this movie oh of course i mean okay i'm, I'm a movie person like yeah, i gonna say you are a movie person of so. course i'm gonna go see this i mean i wanted to support holly berry i knew her from many films around that time and you know who didn't love catwoman i was very curious how she was gonna portray her however i wasn't really i wasn't really too knowledgeable about the black catwoman and the only one i knew of was eartha kid but i was really too young to really be like oh she better be like her from the 60s it was more of like let me see what they do with the black cat woman why not so yeah i was curious i went i always believed it was just the same cat woman and they just and it was nothing like literally right it's just i would cat woman i would have to do research but i'm sure you're right i i don't think they were that specific and they were colorblind it's funny that that character was the only one to get switched out i don't know if it was a scheduling thing or or i think one they didn't switch right did one just do it and then the other one or did they always go back and forth i, I can't remember no i think she left it because there was one in the movie too that was a different like the batman 60s movie that was completely different that wasn't numar no that was even oh. another one Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was Numar. She, okay. she was like a brunette. Like, they try to get, like, a lookalike for that one. So they just replaced her then. I thought that they just alternated back and forth. But I, you know, I didn't watch the show in order. So I thought that they always just went back and forth. And in reruns, especially how they run it sometimes, you would see a Julie Newmar episode. And then all of a sudden it would be Earth the Kid. So I could see that happening. But actually, I love that that it was nothing. It's just like, this is Catwoman. Whoever's playing her, she's Catwoman. I think that's yeah. kind of cool. 
Mm-hmm. So with this Catwoman, Rob, $100 million budget? I was flabbergasted over this. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know how much of that is the CGI, but there is it a lot of it. Every- that is honestly, there's been many things said about this movie. But I will say, going back and watching it again, I guess on a Blu-ray player and all that kind of jazz, the CGI, it's like CGI for the sake of of having cgi even the buildings they could have just done an animated film and done a lot more (laughs) with animation than trying to mix this whole like i yeah i don't get that it's just really sad the way that this turned out with the effects it just makes no sense i don't even see the point in having holly in this movie because she was barely in it it was cgi right every time yeah like i can understand a couple of moves when she's jumping around but like the literal fighting that should not have been cgi at all but i mean it called for it based on her acrobatic moves and the things that she was doing but you saw michelle pfeiffer she didn't have to do all that shit to like kick ass recently they released a behind the scenes of her whipping the mannequin heads off all her Oh, and she went through training to do that. So, I mean, again, I don't know where this 10 million came in, but they could have, you know, got Holly to fight a little bit more. And I, I don't know. It's just weird that they chose this route. I will say when they do show her, she always looks like a golden goddess. They seem to give her this glittery look. Yeah, they like sprayed her with axe and oh <laughs> axe and Windex mixed together. And then they just... <laughs> called it a day and had her just walk the runway for 90 minutes i mean she looks gorgeous through this entire movie she's beautiful well and that's the thing i think that was the whole point of the director is that he wanted this very adult sultry looking cat woman and they focused so much on making her beautiful that they forgot everything else in my opinion yes you're right so the director is this french director that just goes by Pitoff? He gives me Mick G vibes or almost like a, a music video director. There's a lot of cuts in this movie. Oh, so many editing <gasps> cuts. But it's due to the choreography because they couldn't hide the fact that they had a choreographer. So it was just cut after cut after cut, which was also a little annoying. I mean, we're jumping all over the place, but there's one point when she becomes Catwoman and she goes to that nightclub and there's so many cuts in this scene. I can't tell you. It's like every second cut, cut, cut. I mean, it works, I guess, with there's like a flashing light, so it kind of masquerades it. But let me just say right off the bat, too. Halle Berry's character of Patience Phillip. She has the most cliche girlfriend slash coworker <laughs> in this movie that is the thirstiest person you have ever met in your life. Alex Borstein. Yeah, Mad TV. Family guy. Family guy. Her character, though, I could not take this time around, honestly. Really? It Interesting. Was- so over the top she just got out of the hospital first thing she's worrying about who's having sex who's not having sex did she call the detective up i get it at the time it's supposed to be funny all these years later it's just so cheesy yeah you you see the problems with it and there's definitely room for improvement uh i'm not gonna say that they didn't try or that it was a cash grab i think that this director definitely believed in his uh yes vision got into it (laughs) 
Well, the, the biggest thing was is that they didn't want to copy Michelle Pfeiffer's. Like, he showed the respect that that is a very unique Catwoman and that he wanted Holly to create her own persona, her own characteristics, mm-hmm. a completely different version to show the many sides that Catwoman could be. So I get what he was trying to do. It's just he made it cheesy as fuck and decided that her sexiness and the fact that she was so like liberated that he confused all of this with freedom apparently and it's just it's just a very weird concept to be like oh i can walk around in this outfit and i don't have to worry about like what people say because i'm doing it for me like that's very liberating but when you focus way too much on that it's like she is like she's she's choosing freedom she's choosing like i don't want to follow rules i'll be bad when i want to and i'll be good when i have to things like that and that all that makes sense but the way that it's projected and executed is that she's like i don't ever want to wear a pair of pants and flats ever again i don't ever want to like not cover my belly ever again like that's freedom to me how dare you conform me to clothes you know like but that's the other thing i don't get it at various points they make it almost like she becomes jekyll and hyde that she doesn't remember what happens the night before in the beginning right so it's kind of like every time that she does this Catwoman thing she'll wake up and she'll find the jewels that she so I, I wanted to ask you about this. This was a really big issue for me that I was paying attention to in this film was the fact that it seemed like a different persona was taking over. Yes. And I thought it was her the whole time. And I don't get why. Like, I understand that she died and came back to life. But if she can't be herself and find confidence in that instead of just giving it to someone else, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to do it for mm-hmm. her, I don't understand how how growth that is. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So I say this with a little hypocrisy because this plot is very The Mask. And <laughs> I just I just reviewed The Mask on my podcast yes. and it's sort of the same thing, but it's ambiguous, right? We don't know how much of it is Stanley and how much of it is The Mask. Well, with right. this one, like I think every time he put it on, they, they blended more, but the director decided to give her sort of this memory loss to where if it was paid she would not have done this at all and yes. I, I would rather it have been that it's been inside patients but she's hesitant because of her social environment the rules of the world everything that's pushing against her that you are not to do a b and c and she finally lets out what she already had inside her which i think right. is what they're what they did but they gave her memory loss like it didn't seem like anything was her choice so was it the id are we dealing with another id again you're exactly right and it at one point, it seemed they just forgot that whole subplot, and then she just remembers every time that she becomes Catwoman. So it's very confusing. I, the duality of it all, right? And this is what makes her an anti-hero, because she can choose to be evil the whole time, or good. You know, Patience, I guess, has that. Okay, so I'll tell you this. This is what I enjoyed. I loved that she went out and robbed all the jewelry, and then she woke up, and as Patience gave it back and said, I'm sorry. Oh, left cupcakes? That yes, was adorable. The cupcakes was very on point to her brand that was created for this movie. I liked that, but I still feel that it should have been her the whole time doing it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe what I did, but I thought it was so good and I loved it and then returned it instead of like, oh my God, I don't remember doing this. I'm taking this all back. Like that to me is not what I wanted 
from this Catwoman. And the way they set this up, they dress Halle Berry in these frumpy outfits, right? They're trying to make you think that this woman is not beautiful. Not that she's not beautiful, but she's not sexy. So I will give them a point for this because this is the most used trope ever and they're still using it to this true, day. It's true. We just we we talk about this with um Wonder Woman's Cheetah. They made her a very 80s cliche and yes, the movie took place in 80s, but it's not a callback to me. It's just lazy because yep. nerds I think are in now and I would totally be with patience the way she is. And She's a loving person. Our our hottie of the day cop was interested in patience she didn't need to be anything but herself to get the man and so not to say that that was the whole point of the movie but it's like people are attracted to people who look like patients who act like patients and they don't need some thirsty woman like her best bestie at work and it's just the idea that nerds are don't because they don't have sex appeal that they have no chance of getting a man or going on a date or feeling confident is just so weird benjamin bratt's character of detective tom tom lone i think is it? detective tom lone i love that he enjoyed patience for what she was. And a matter of fact, he was almost turned off with Catwoman with her sexual advances to him. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm into somebody. Yeah. So I'll say that Holly Berry's character, she was a little too shy for me. And I think a part of that was a little bit of the acting and the delivery of the character. I don't know exactly who to point fingers at with this. I mean, as an actor an actress you do what you're kind of told you do have some pull and maybe a few opinions and say but at the end of the day it's up to the writer and director so i don't know but i will say that after waking up from death initially she didn't even know who she was and i don't know if it was again like i said earlier if it was her id that took over um no memory of the previous night and i guess you know when when people wake up you know from dying i understand like that initial reaction it's just like what's going on but it was the cat-like symptoms and characteristics that really just drove me off the wall now the director literally made this a point to his directing and the writer to the script is that we wanted this cat woman to explore what it's like to be as human of a cat as possible so all of that hissing and you know getting all hypnotized over catnip and all of that bullshit was oh <laughs> was like a literal point to the this to this character. She needed to be like a human cat. And I don't I don't like that. Like you can have sort of the not I don't know if persona is the right word, but the mannerisms of a cat, but do you have to literally be one? Like the way she was hissing at the dog for passing her like all of that was just unnecessary. And it wasn't funny and it wasn't new or inventive to the character of a cat wolf. Things like that, like Rob is saying, when she hisses, make it extremely cheesy. Yes. But but I will say this. So the perfect idea Ooh. was a definite homage to Eartha Kid. I love that they put that in there. Oh, go- and she does it so good. She did it very, very well. You boys thought you could come in here and steal all these beautiful things. What a perfect idea. But can you imagine this? The reason why she was chosen to even receive this gift was because she was daring enough to go out on a building ledge to save a cat. Can you believe that was a test? 
Because I would not have gone on that ledge. Are you kidding me? What could she have done getting on that ledge? And what if she had died? When she stands on the air conditioner, Rob, I want to scream every time I see it. There is no way she would have been able to balance herself to grab the cat. Like, how is this a test? You're going to test her on bravery, bitch? Are you serious? (laughs) That was insane. As soon as the woman, Frances Conroy, as soon as she said this was a test, like, oh, Oh, you've shown bravery, so I'm going to choose you. Like, did the cat know midnight? Did the cat know that she was going to die? Because why would you test them at that very moment if you didn't know that she was going to need it soon? Oh, no. The cat's probably thinking, oh, if she dies right now, I'll throw it even faster. <laughs> <laughs> She'll fall right down. But the air condition sends me up a wall every time, Rob, that I see this movie. It's literally shaking under her feet. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she did it. You know, like you said earlier, is it Hallie? Is it the director? Is it both? I guess when you have to do a voiceover with words like, the day I died, I started to live. <laughs> it is, that's the first thing you hear, too. So I hear the cringe in it, but I don't know. What could you do with that dialogue? So <laughs> like, would you say that she deserved her nomination and win? My God. So if anyone doesn't know, Hallie won a Razzie Award that year for this movie. I gotta say, I give her all the points in the world for actually going to accept that. And she took it so well. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. (laughs) I never in my life thought I would be up here (laughs) winning a Razzie. I mean, it's not like I ever aspired to be here. First of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers. Thank you for putting me in a piece of shit god-awful movie. just what my career needed, you know? I was at the top, and then Catwoman just plummeted me to the bottom. Love it. It's hard being on top. It's much better being on the bottom. I mean, we know. Didn't she win an Academy Award the year before this, or right around the same time, yeah, too? Yeah, exactly. So, well, here's my thing about this, right? I, I didn't personally like the acting. Does that mean she's not a great actress? Absolutely not. Here's the other thing, too. I found her performance in X-Men to be worse. Oh! I mean, if X-1? we're going to... X1. Now, if we're going to nominate anything, it should be on that <laughs> performance. But at the same time, she was given a lot to do. And if you're doing the job that's given to you, this is exactly what it would look like. And that's exactly what she did. So case in point, when she breaks up the party. Now, Ooh, I know that we're 4 a.m. know that we're reviewing this movie, but I have to say that I love the fact that a woman from across the building is having an issue with this and not one other person gives a damn. Exactly. That was, was the blasting. weirdest thing how she is the only one who has an issue with this. So, she breaks up the party, right? She comes in, she does her stance, she's doing her cat-like poses. She's, you know, breaking the speakers. I found that to be cheesy, especially the way that she kind of barged in, but when she put her foot on him and was like keep it down and all like i loved that i liked her acting in that that particular moment i enjoyed watching her get the upper hand to this guy did you recognize the guy by the way no 
So that's Christopher Heyerdahl. He is mostly famous for Twilight as Marcus, one of the Voltori, True Blood, Smallville, and the 13th Floor, Afraid of the Dark. He was the elevator conductor. And he was he was your Nosferatus in Midnight Madness. I, I need to go back. All I remember from that scene is her taking the beer, yeah. whatever that is, and using it as a whip. And... <laughs> That, that cat pose but damn okay i'm going back now <laughs> but that was him but i mean I, there so there are moments where i think she shines because she's delivering what she should be with the character do i wish patience wasn't as shy no but did holly do good at it i think so i find her likable i don't know if that's because i i enjoy her in real life as well but i liked her really as patience but it was it was very over the top cliche they're trying to show how mouth see this girl is so it, it does doesn't do her justice honestly it shows range look she goes from this to a walking sex machine yeah so i mean you are playing two different characters with that i will say rob with the, the death scene that you were saying that had to have been a, a batman returns callback with the cats around her right they don't eat her or, or start nibbling on her like they do michelle pfeiffer well i i think that's how it goes you know they even went even further did you notice that you know when the tide went away that looked like a sacrificial like stage yeah perfectly round it just seemed like an altar the way that they kind of came around and like gave it to her so yeah no i i they're they're both the same i don't know if it's a callback to me i think if you were to do anything like that it would require all those cats to kind of just like do the whole nine lives <laughs> thing like, it's yeah. those stray cats that always come around they ain't giving me no nine lives i'm waiting <laughs> but it's some extra oomph in my step we did get the michelle pfeiffer cameo in the form of the photographs when patience does the classic i'm gonna google search my thing and then she finds out that francis con Conroy? Conroy. From American Horror which I completely forgot was in this movie. As the oh, I did. No, yeah, she's she's the biggest thing that I remember from this movie. I love that she did this. <laughs> so out of, out of place, but I love it that she's in it. She shows her that there are previous cat women, which I enjoy, and we see Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, supposedly, they had callbacks to other cat women in those photos, but I didn't see Julie Newmore or Eartha Kitt, but yeah, I've heard I over the years that they were in there. So what do you think of the history that this is? is i guess that generational thing but there's continuous Catwomen. they decided not to erase the Catwoman from batman returns they decided to make it a continuation mm -hmm. and i can respect that i don't think there was any other way that you could have done it and to explain that Catwoman is no longer white which is what they originally wanted to do with ashley judd i saw that ashley judd so that would explain why she's black this time so i like that they didn't put a person of color into an already established white character that they made it her own and they established that there are many of them so they can do this you know plot as many times as they want yeah. without having to replace anyone else michelle pfeiffer turned this down as well as tim burton to do this um because they wanted in a more of an adult sort of like direction with this i don't know exactly what was so adult about this except for the innuendos of a lot of like thirsty sex like moments and camera angles or whatever i mean case in point her shaking her ass during basketball in front of all these kids i i guess that's considered adult but to me it was 
was just a very cheesy PG-13 like thing. You know, there wasn't like a sex scene in it. Nobody was cursing all the nines throughout this movie. I don't know exactly what was so adult. This was a Cartoon Network level with maybe some sexual innuendos or whatever the hell on top of it. But it was just what? straight up porn. It was just straight up porn. This basketball scene was straight up porn. That is that just again, the camera angles with her playing <laughs> basketball. Like I was just like, what that is the jump point? She jumps to the hoop. I love it. But um, yeah, th- as, as far as history, I think it's nice. It opens up all different possibilities. I just wish they chose a different route for Holly Berry's Catwoman. So Rob was saying this. It said Warner Brothers was developing Batman Forever in June 1993. A Catwoman spinoff was announced. Michelle Pfeiffer was cast to reprise her role from Batman Returns. Tim Burton became attached to direct. Then Burton was unsure of his plans to direct Catwoman. 1995, the same day the Batman Forever was released they turned in a Catwoman script and then Pfeiffer like Rob was saying they ended up turning it down development hell for years Ashley Judd Nicole Kidman which was funny because she was already in unless they were going to spin her off into she was going to become Catwoman herself and then Halle Berry I didn't know this this was the film that she did after Jinx her James Bond spinoff was cancelled now that's what pisses me off I would have loved a Jinx spinoff and they do this instead yes well i guess like you said this was an original different Catwoman, but it yes is. an original character the woman is capable she is so capable and they do this to her with cgi it just it just irks me because i think jinx would have been a very nice you know turn of events in fact i don't think they've ever done a bond girl spinoff on no, that anything been amazing to been able to break that like barrier as a person of color like i oh i was so angry they didn't come out with this but here's the thing i didn't like die another day didn't like it just wasn't one of my favorites it, it, it wasn't just, one of my favorites either, but, but i like the character yeah i like the character yeah i'm i'm so mad that this was not chosen but can't we ugh, okay sharon stone plays the villain in this movie what do you think about this character and honestly it's cheesy but it makes sense that this character would be indestructible because she's using these terrible toxic cosmetics for years and it i guess it makes them sick if you don't continue using it and you start to become zombie like faces or whatever this was something new that i had noticed as an adult that i didn't really grasp as a kid and i actually really enjoyed this villain and sort of the storyline or overall theme of this movie which was beauty right Mm -hmm. you know like being young still staying in the spotlight women having their day their time on on top of the hill you know you had two women who in their own rights was trying to find their way up the corporate ladder right right sharon trying to stay on top while holly was trying to find herself and there is a definite duality with the both of them that they were both suffering from the idea of being something that society has deemed not acceptable towards women. And so Sharon Stone is losing her touch at 40. She's out, even though she still looks fucking gorgeous, right? Oh, I got to say, Rob, though, did you notice, are they editing her face? Did you notice it looked like they almost airbrushed her face in every shot? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It looked like like an Instagram filter before Instagram filters on her face. She looked great. She looked great. But that, I mean, but that's the thing. So she 
she's out at 40. They replace her with the new face of this cosmetic. Beulene, yeah. <laughs> so she, they they build this line. I don't know if she finds out the hard way that this that this you know cream is bad for you. And she decided to continue doing it. And she you know got stuck because once you use it, you have to keep using it, keep right? Using it. Yes. So instead of losing her business, she chose to keep it a secret, and she was forced to use it against her will. She just decided to be proud of it and found out that you become indestructible based on the makeup and it didn't kill you and there were certain little signs throughout the movie to suggest this but we're also giving this red herring that the husband who by the way completely typecast because he is the exact same guy he is in the matrix franchise um if you didn't recognize him and they make him them believe that he is just this womanizer that you know is all about business and fuck humans and all of this but it's really her that's causing all of this and i actually enjoyed it and if catwoman's gonna go against anyone who didn't have powers the fact that she's indestructible makes it sort of an even fight yes i agree i enjoyed sharon stone i enjoyed it what did you think about the beginning when patience is still there and the boss is giving her a hard time the husband and she said give her a break now is that supposed to throw us off or is at that point she kind of oh she still kind of has humanity in her uh i i don't know to me i feel that her character definitely is at a loss i mean no matter how evil you are she is still living in a man's world and these are the lengths that she has to go to even get a foot in the door if not her own empire at least in the universe that's been created so to say that she has any type of humanity absolutely not she is willing to kill anything and everything in her way it was a weird moment though no but i totally get it but she is allowed to have feelings she is allowed to feel you know distraught hurt whatever the case may be i mean she can talk about how her man cheats on her all the time so you know there's an amount of respect that she's not getting you know i I personally am not using that as a sign of humanity or like you know she's forgivable but you know it doesn't exempt her from having those human feelings so it is a power i mean if you want to say powerful in a movie like this movie when they're bringing out her old photographs in the business and they're putting up the new younger yeah the way that she stops herself and like is just caught off guard every time she doesn't see her face in the corner of her eye yeah that's really devastating to her so i think that was actually Actually, it was done well enough to show that character and why she's feeling this way. So is it anticlimactic the end of this movie? What do you mean the end? I would say the battle with Sharon Stone. Because you, when you see a superhero movie, you're waiting for the big ending, the showdown with the villain and the hero. Do, do you like the way it was just, oh, here she comes. She fell off. The, we, we got her to fall off the building and she's dead. Or... Is that what this movie basically leading up to this? This is what we really what we would have to work with as fight scenes. So um, I I kind of like the last battle. I mean, they really were kind of heavy handed on like, oh, she's instructable because she gets kicked and shoved and pushed into everything that is around her. And so and then she just gets up. Right. This also sort of like showed a little bit of Catwoman's vulnerability and that yep. she's not all about herself. That patience is still in there. She wanted to see 
save her. She didn't want to kill her, right? I liked that, yes. And, you know, Sharon Stone, she looks at herself and was like, I'm not living this way and decided not to save herself. I mean, again, it's just more about the theme. And Catwoman is still good in a way. You know, she's what we call an anti-hero. And this was an example of that, is that she wanted justice and not necessarily like power or whatever. Like she just wanted revenge on the people who killed her. I sent Rob earlier one of the songs from this soundtrack. So I will say it is the most cheesy 2000s music in the world. But can I tell you, I still can't stop humming these. Oh, oh, mm -mm. oh, oh. Like these, I guess this was, this was the theme of this soundtrack. All the songs kind of had this similar beat to it. God, do I love that end shot with the whip and the moon and, and the, Talk about cheesy voiceovers again. Ooh, sometimes I could be good. So good. And other times I could be bad. <laughs> but only exactly how I want to be. Or something that was like... Well, she she needed to go out and find more of herself, visit different areas, and can't be tied down to a man, which is fine. You know, it, 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 it goes further away from the trope that a happy ending is when you find a couple or whatever. Right. And like her thirsty friends who got yeah. the doctor at the end. Her as patience, you know, is she immediately all Catwoman now? Because there was a point where she immediately let it all in, right? Like she was struggling and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, we're going to do it. And that's when the outfit came out and all of this and the hair and it, it was, yeah, she she was toying with the idea and then all of a sudden it was like, I'm going to embrace it all the way through. I thought the ending was okay. I think they were hinting on taking her to a, another location or something. And, you know, the movie, happen. And the movie Silly didn't, me. you know, the movie didn't, <laughs> you know, succeed. So they tried to leave it open for a sequel and I get it. I I don't know. I just, it's just with the CGI and everything. I just don't, I just don't see the point in this movie if they weren't going to put in the work to make it as realistic as possible. Like why have her jumping around like a cat if you're not going to have her do it or at least just less CGI. It was just weird looking. I think on another podcast, I think it was Brunch with the Hollowells, we mentioned the Catwoman video game that we both played back in the day. I love that video game game yes the video game is fun it's literally like you're watching cgi cutscenes from a video game in this movie though you're right you have Halle berry right here you have her i'm sure she's she could move and do moves like this i mean no one can move like a cat but it is so over the top cgi at some parts that it's crazy so this movie is starting to get its little a little bit of its feedback there, there's still a very small audience to this But people are coming forward to have liked this movie. And I think Holly Berry is a big part of it. There was one specific tweet where she talked about the idea of doing a sequel and then also thanking a fan for really praising her for doing what she could, what she did in Catwoman. And she retweeted it and was like, thank you. And then all of a sudden, all of these fans came through and was like, I've always liked this. It was not all on you and don't feel ashamed and yada, yada. And it kind of gave Holly Berry this, this sort of motivation to be like, hey, I just directed myself in a movie called Bruised for Netflix. I've gotten the taste of it. Now I know what to do as a director and I want to direct my Catwoman, how I envisioned her, which I think she wants to pull more of her zest, her attitude, her fighting skill and action sequences that she did in the third John Wick film. She really enjoyed her time on there and her character was definitely badass 
And she wants this Catwoman to be somewhat of a hardcore woman like she was in Parabellum. And I'd say give it to her. I'd say just do. I would love to see her version of Catwoman. I don't care. I would love it. I'm all for another remake. But unfortunately, with this movie, there is absolutely no one that I can tell to just even enjoy it for what it is. And I am not a proprietor of a love-hate watch. That's no, just you not, are, and I was going to say. No. It's not my thing. It's not my thing, and I'm not going to judge you if you do it, but it's not my thing. So I can't recommend this movie to anyone, but Holly did what she had to do. Matter of fact, Rob, I just found the tweet. She says, I'm seeing all the Catwoman love. Everybody, where were you guys 17 years ago? I know. <laughs> With her the smiling, and, crying face, like you know, that laughing face. Her and Andrew Garfield both are just like, where the fuck oh, were you guys? Yeah. Like, y'all want to hate on me at the time. And then when it comes down to it, y'all are like, actually. So what do you think about that? There's multiverses. Yeah. I mean, I think it's possible for her to come back. It's just the geekdom of it all. The hardcore fans are never going to accept this. But I, look, Holly did what she was told to do, and she yes. pulled the sexiness off to a T. There was absolutely nothing wrong with her. It was just the script that was given to her just didn't really see the potential that Catwoman could have been given. I think it's this director, too. I don't think she made the choices to cut a million times and the way this director did it. I get it. At the time, the 2000s, my God, we were getting movies like this. Matter of fact, they had the famous, let's speed up everyone in the scene, ray of light, charmed, everyone's done this in scenes. It's a product of the 2000s, 100%. This movie screams 2000 to me, 2000. You know what? I'm glad we got to do this, Rob, because it's been one of these movies that... That I bought when it came out. I know myself that this is not a great movie by any means of the word. This is not an Academy Award winning movie. But I enjoy it for what it is. And it it's fun. And I pray that she gets to do that. Because I would love to see what she would come up with when she's in control. This movie gave me Mystique Scandalous. So, so, so scandalous. And I oh, will forever. mention that. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I will forever be in debt to this movie for giving me that song. I love that song so much. So That needed to be a bigger scene with that scandal. So scandalous. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> also. <laughs> So shout out Street Fighter's Ryu popped in this movie. Yeah, he was one of the two guards who, you know, killed her at the plant. Yeah, that was Ryu from Street yes, Fighter. Yes, was. Yes, I'm picturing his face now. And that's another famous scene. They always say, how did she cast a shadow when the light wasn't behind? There's one of these scenes that they, they find her. But anyway, so Rob, all in all, Catwoman 2004. Would you ever watch this again? I, I'm going for your movie shelf. Your, I uh, look, I... <laughs> I honestly could like I I would rather play the video game. I don't I'm not bored watching this movie, but so why scandalous. would I why would I watch it again? You're right. Nothing's going to change. But I'm, I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored. I just why would I watch it? Uh, unless okay, to look at pretty question, faces. Was it on? What if it was on TV? No. No. He's like, I'm changing no. it. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm changing it. I just have better things to do. Like, th there's no reason for me to sit down and actually, like, devote some of my time That's true. to rewatch it if I've already seen it. I would just rather, I just, I just make the remake. That's what I want. Just make the remake. Anything would be better than this one. And I would gladly probably watch that a couple of times in my, in my day. So, but not I this one. I would too, honestly. I would too. I hope one day I get to see this movie again. <laughs> I hope I live long enough to see this movie again. 
Okay. It's in the collection, so, uh, but there's movies that I go, why did I buy this? Do you prefer, as we close out, this costume or Michelle's costume? I can't lie, Rob. I think there's something really cool about this Catwoman costume. I will say Michelle's is iconic. It's the perfect word, yes. But neither of them are canon to, like, the original Catwoman suit. So, I mean, these were both original ideas. I think someone recently, too, did a costume of this singer or something, and she dressed as this Catwoman. I'm thinking Gabrielle Union, but I could be totally... Totally wrong. I have no idea who did it, but I think I know who you're talking. I mean, I think I've seen it. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Oh, the Michelle Pfeiffer one. <laughs> I think it's sexy without being like too over the top sexiness. I don't know. There's 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 a bunch of imagination. I think with the stitching and the white throughout. Yes, the, whole. the I like that. The stitching is I'm, fantastic. I like Holly's nails. I'm not a fan of the helmet. It is a little bulky looking. On yes, it. but I do love the leather and, and, the, and how it cuts. And so I do enjoy that, but I, I favor the bodysuit a bit Do you more. like the rip? The leather on her outfit almost looks like it's clawed. Yeah. That's a kind of cool yeah. look. Yeah, wasn't bad. Oh boy, Rob. So, where can the lovely people find you when you're not hanging out over here? <laughs> uh, I have a podcast called Brunch with the Hollowells. It is a charmed recap podcast of the original series. Currently, we are about to start the very last season, season eight of this entire show. So, this will be our last hurrah. And that is on any podcast app available out mostly on Apple Podcasts. And I also have a movie podcast called uh, Movie Geek and Proud, where I promote to love the taste that you have in movies and don't let anyone tell you that what you watch is a guilty pleasure. If you like it, you like it. Uh, You can currently listen to Ryan and I talk about Madonna's Who's That Girl? You know, you think Madonna, you think League of Their Own, you think Evita, but... (laughs) Me and Ryan think who's that girl. And so we have a conversation about that. So tune into that, which is also available on most podcast apps. You can reach the Radical Retro Rewind podcast on Instagram, one word. We're also on YouTube, always uploading video formats of the podcast. And I got to say, this is a definite movie that I'm not going to apologize for anymore after this. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. Because when I'm bad, I'm bad. But when I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. You see, sometimes I'm good. Oh, I'm very good. But sometimes I'm bad. But only as bad as I want to be. Freedom is power. To live a life untamed and unafraid is the gift that I've been given. And so, my journey begins. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.